on the backside of your flavor maps are a set of secret directions to a powerful device. It leads to the knowledge and the ability to jump gates and cross time bridges. It seems the gateway has been hidden in front of our faces this whole time. And with the directions to find it being passed down for generations, painted on walls, carved on stones, or interwoven into cultures and languages around the whole world. So, in this episode, you'll learn how and where you can cross over. I hold mine up to the light. It's your turn. Some may call it magic. Some may call it folklore. But the reality is that the bridges exist whether you like it or not. This brings us to one of the most pivotal moments in our entire journey thus far. Light your candles. Remove your maps. Find your pen or writing utensils of your choice and get ready to mark one of your first treasures. Let's begin, shall we? Welcome to the fire and welcome to the flames. In mythology and various creation stories around the world, we see similar themes revolving around the glowing embers in the fire. Tending to this energy is both the metaphor and a physical representation of us and our balance in the cosmos. The work we did around the fire pit to process our spices for the first time opened a profound portal. The hunger of the fire, the hearth, and our act of submission to them both is what allows us to understand the very first gateway that existed. Fire was our teacher, and just like the roots gave us the information about our nature, the fire taught us about nurture, sacrifice, and consequence. We figured out how to hold up our maps and see the invisible ink. And when we began to make offerings to the glowing coal to feed its hunger, we were given its sweet rewards. So what follows next is your message to retain and record. It was the pure energy that the fire created that concentrated those offerings. And if you desire to cross the gateway, you must bring sacrifice. As if you bring your flint and steel, each attempt to light your tinderbox sacrifices a piece of you to the process. Your diamond-studded flint and steel, imagine it as you like. Whether it's food, tobacco, booze, incense, or even acknowledgement and prayer, you have to bring something. Intention is worth more than gold in this world. So I said a few things about the balance and the spiritual aspects that the fire holds. But what I really need to explain is how the flame is the metaphor for us. If you desire to reap the benefits in a new land, you must bring your embers with you. You have to practice self-sacrifice often and continue to feed the flame that you brought and that you took from your very own hearth. And if I'm saying this word and you don't follow me, the hearth is where the fires are kept. Usually for food, heat, cooking, light and where the gateways were opened with time and effort. But we're here now, and the modern hearth lies in your chest. The days have changed like the weather. Speaking of, in the distance, you can see and feel a storm fast approaching. And out of nowhere, 
the hail begins and the lightning strikes. Quickly you run and find cover off the beaten path and you drop your compass in the tall grass. We lose ours so easily in this modern world, it seems. So you must ask yourself now, what were you doing before the rains began, before the wind started, and before the ground began to split at its seams? Where were you walking? Where did you just come from? Where are your embers? The practice of intentionally remembering your origin story, where you are going, and how you got here is the food for the flame. It's the fuel for your fire and what the embers demand for its heat and your growth to be produced around you. After we remember our whole story is where and when we must make the tough decisions. And they're usually about our futures. The future is scary. Next is where we often burn ourselves. Now you must choose a doorway to walk through. Bring your torch. Some doorknobs are hot. Deal with it. Grow tough skin. And stop getting scared at the damn entrance. Because when you begin to backpedal and grab the precipice, that energy is felt through the entire hallway of your past, present, and future. And for the most part, From the act of second-guessing, many of those doors will slam shut, never to open once again. That hallway smells your doubt like honeybees smell fear. Be brave like a warrior, or be brave like a mother. So if you walk forward with your chest out, and you learn to eat your fear like fish food, you'll keep those doorways open for the future. When you return to the beginning, you have to make those choices once again. Then you'll be prepared. But then is now. So make the choice in the moment and convert your fear into confidence. But play it on repeat until it's embedded in stone or written on the back of your own map. Just keep walking. Looks like you found your compass in the tall grass. I often practice excessive acknowledgement as I walk through these city streets. Or the tall grass, for a beautiful metaphor. And it can be a lot sometimes for my non-interactive friends, but I always look for the eyes. I reach with my belly laughs. And even if I get lost in translation, I still attempt to make someone feel seen. In turn, this makes me feel seen. It makes my fire grow. And the bigger my fire is, the more of my embers I can safely hand out. That's fuel and a sacrifice at the same time. The food culture gateway demands for both. So when you begin to step out from the home that held your first fire, don't be fearful. The spirits will smell it like perfume. And as different as your environment may be from what you've known, just keep walking. Remember, there's no right way to learn your lessons. Growth can often feel like our skin is burning. Just acknowledge the sensations. Acknowledge a new culture. Look them in their eyes. And as foreign as it may seem in the moment, it's really just new. Remember, the uncomfortable feelings are your fish food, and you're hungry. So, my motto when I cross to a new dimension is to eat what they eat, receive their offerings, and make your own at the altar. Practice what they practice, sit how they sit, and begin to use what spices are available there to build your new temple of flavor. 
I guess it's time to move house now, isn't it? Because your rent soon due in the place that you are yet to find. Welcome to the entrance of the gateway. Paint a picture of it in your mind that you can return to at any moment. Imagine now that you're at the top of a pyramid and you are the sacrifice. You're about to cross worlds, you lucky you, and as you look out, you see thousands of people chanting your name in support of the bridge that's about to open. Remember, there is so much more we do not understand. But first, before you cross, reach down and feel the cold stone beneath your feet. Smell the aroma of atoms flying as the bridge begins to open. Mine smells like the first rain of the year. The borders of the gateway are inscribed with symbols, etched in the stones. Feel the grooves. Take a breath. You can't read them, but for some reason you know what they say. They say to submit. Walk through and feel your mind open. This feeling is your paradigm changing. For those of you who don't know what that means, here is your next tool. Prepare your arsenal accordingly. A paradigm is like a compass, but in this compass, all of your experiences, lessons, taught values and traumas that you've been through will form a north, south, east, and a west that will point in a different direction than your neighbor's compass, or your teacher's compass, or your mother's and your father's compass too. Your paradigm is everything you've ever experienced that led you to this very moment. So when you cross the food culture gateway, you derobe your understanding of the world. In the light, a divine warrior you are, and in the shadow, a ninja of change. You'll shed your armor, your lessons, your ego, and what has formed your opinion of the world, and after, well... If you cross with respect, you'll grow a new face, this time adorned, adorned in gemstones, plated in gold. It feels different as it rests upon your nose. On the other side of the gateway, you are clean, but only if you remembered to bring your tools, your sacrifice, and your submission to what you do not know. In this moment, I realized that I did not expect to be here. But in every moment, our paths are riddled with doorways, and some will lead you to the top of Mount Olympus, where you can taste ambrosia, the perfume and nectar of the Greek gods. And some doorways will take you to the center of the earth, where you can begin to see the elemental beings churning and forming new worlds from chaos and fire. Creation, it happens beneath our feet in the now. Do remember that many of the gateways will lead you right back to this moment. This is a moment of decision. I ask you, where will you explore next? Will you travel across lands by foot? Make epic journeys like the heroes did? It's up to you, so be your own hero. What I'm trying to say is that it's time to move, baby. We're stuck in what we know. When we die, we have nothing but our emotions and memories. So in the hallways of paradigms, when you shed the skin that you have worn for many lifetimes over that feels so comfortable, the more those gateways and bridges will appear. 
Take off that coat. The weather is changing once again. As I continue to write this story, and as I search further and further for the truths of where taste comes from, I see my own quest changing before my eyes. The truth is that this started as a separate mission. This is no metaphor. My mission is to go south, as deep as I can go into the Americas to find the bridges between the worlds, the messages to enter the jungles and to find the spirits residing in them have been sent for me since I was just a boy. Sometimes the messages aren't clear, but just like the symbols on the gateways, I know what they are saying. All I've been able to hear are different tongues speaking in the language of flavor. Welcome to my creation story. This returns us to the idea from last episode there are different temples around the world. And now that you've learned about the gateways, you can understand the next level to this onion. For every spice, herb, and flavoring that changes with the local soil, so does the paradigm of thought that is grown from the roots. Whoa. Leon, are you saying that our brains are actually built different depending on what we eat? Yes, I am. So get ready for this one. Our language is a form of our native flavoring. Call it nurture, call it nature, but we all carry a different bag of spices. So for an example of native flavoring, after years of colonization, Mexico still is a combination of the native tongues and the local ingredients. Spanish is spoken, but the streets and jungle talk differently. The bloodlines there grew from a deep-rooted connection to the soil in ways that scared the colonizers. Civilizations growing in tandem, side by side with nature, threaten the schools of thought that the Spanish built an empire on. On the banks of the shore, they both saw each other with the same eyes, but each stomach was fed very differently from a young age. In fact, when the Spanish arrived at the Americas, they were appalled by the food that the natives were eating. Because the fruit from below the surface was viewed as famine food for the elitists they were. They only wanted to eat what was above the ground. This also represented a separation of the heavens and the earth that directly correlated with their religious practices and beliefs. Heaven is below our feet, not above our heads. What a silly concept it was and is. But these ideas built cultures very differently. Or cage them, depending on how you look at it. Meat wasn't eaten like it is now. Then, the animals still had some of their dignity. After the Spanish introduced wheat products, cows and their dairying practices, and heavy meat consumption, the local stomachs in the land grew sick. They replaced the sustainable way of farming and living off of the land with capitalist greed and their twisted religious ideas of right and wrong. Each culture navigated the earth with a very different compass. Two different paradigms, side by side, both living very different realities. Now, we jump gateways, once again, but this time, into your own kitchen. This is an advanced concept, but we'll go further into this as we continue our quest. But I believe it to be best to introduce this now. 
Okay. When you cook, you need to shed the concept of a cuisine. The goal is to lose the paradigm of limitations and borders that another person made for you. There are always consequences floating in the universe like ripples in a pond, but I don't want to deal with the ones I never played a role in creating, but that's how the cookie crumbles. So you must bring what ingredients are available in your kitchen into your nearest temple. And as you travel, your temples will change. And in turn, the traditions that you must learn from will change too. Cooking without borders. Learn the terminology to describe the processes. And in that moment, the gateway opens up another door. Is this time travel? Is this paradigm jumping? You get to choose. We've crossed multiple borders and entered multiple realities in this episode. It's all about going deeper and deeper into a culture until you grow new feathers and learn how to fly there. Maybe that's just me. So if you venture deep into the heart of the Americas like I am now, then you must learn how to use the dried chilies. Understand why the beans and why the corn are so integral. Then practice making masa, dough made from the corn. Watch abuela, grandma, making tortillas so many times that you can't forget the sounds of her hands dancing off one another. See how she uses her palm to press the dough exactly the same way every time because those motions haven't changed in years. Now we'll step out from the gateway and the next one and the next one. Shake it off. Now take a moment to recollect yourself before we re-enter our current path that we're on. We regain our bearings as we remember where we're going, how we got here, and the ember that we carried from home seems to have grown. And in fact, the flame has gotten larger. You can feel the heat spreading upon your skin. My name is Leon. I'll invite you once again to stay tuned and to follow this delicious path and where it may lead. In our next episode, we'll cross another gateway and watch why when grandma makes dinner, for one reason or another, it always tastes divine. All of this and more in our next episode of Flavor Quest.